Welcome to the floor, fantasy and sci-fi lore. This is another news edition for us. We are going to be going over all the new TV shows, movies, games, and books in the world that you love. We have big news on Game of Thrones with three new animations and a bunch of other stuff. So if that is what you're looking for, this is the episode for you. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night to keep reading, keep watching, keep playing? So good, you forgot your life and lived there. So good, the moment it ended, you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on the topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, Another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome to another new segment. I am going to be leading because we're entering back into Monsterverse. I'm Aaron. I am expert on all things superheroes and big monsters. First, we're going to be diving into new movies coming out in the Monsterverse. We got Godzilla, well, new movie coming out, Godzilla versus Kong. We actually just talked a lot about a tweet that dropped in our last episode, you can go and check that one out. There's a lot of information on New Titans. Uh, we're going to see a, the Titan that started the Ice Age, uh, as well as we're going to see some gravity issues going on. Uh, we talk a lot more about that in that episode. And then uh, I'm just going to move straight on into DC. So in DC, we're going to see a couple different things going on. I'm going to start in the animated world. So in the animated world, we're going to have a Batman Azteca. It's Choc de Imperios. I probably butchered that. I apologize. It's set for sometimes in 2024. Uh, It's going to transport the familiar Batman story to the time of the Aztec Empire. Uh, We're going to see... uh, Yeah. We're going to see a young man's father killed by a Spanish conquistador. And he's going to pursue justice under the banner of Tiak Teen, the Bat God. Next, uh, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earth. I think we talked about this in our last news segment, so if you missed it. Crisis on Infinite Earth is going to be amazing. I personally was not um, enthused by the Flash movie, the most recent one. thought it was all right. However, go and watch this film to understand why. I was not impressed by the Flash movie because this is what people who are fans of DC expect from the DC universe and from Flash. Uh, Watchmen is going to be coming out sometime in 2024. I was never super into it. I don't know much about it, but I know those who love it will enjoy this. I imagine Eli liked Watchmen because there was a lot of darkness in it. (laughs) So I thought the movie was really good. It was set up as an open and closed one-off, but it was very good. And then there is a, a live action series of The Watchmen as well. 
Right. So this is an animated one you're saying, Aaron? Yes. Okay. And then we're going to be moving on to live actions. We're going to have a Joker 2. Lady Gaga will be playing Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's... It's also going to be a musical. Yeah. yeah. I did well, I did hear it was going to be a musical. See, I didn't hear that. That's interesting. That's going to come out late next year. It's set for October 4th. Uh, we're going to see Superman Legacy in 2025. Uh, Batman Part 2. So if you guys saw the Robert Pattinson Batman, so yeah, I thought it was- The Batman Part 2, right? Yes. Phenomenal movie. Very well done. Uh, so they're going to be doing a second part. Uh, they're going to do a Supergirl World of Tomorrow. I have no sure. idea when that'll be. It's just just the name of the film. Now, World of Tomorrow, that's the animated series, right? Uh, World of Tomorrow is like Superman is the man of tomorrow. Like World of Tomorrow. What do you mean that's the animated series? I thought, so we had New 52, which was a series of an animated open closed world. And then that's what World of Tomorrow is, right? Another series open and closed. Uh, I think it's called the Tomorrowverse. I don't have it in front of me. Oh, the Tomorrowverse. That's okay. That's what I'm getting wrong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then we're going to get a live action Batman Brave and the Bold, which is really good. I love the Brave and the Bold comics. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having, apparently, uh, James Gunn's favorite Robin. You want to guess who it is, Joe? Is it your favorite, Aaron? It's not my favorite. It's it's probably Joe's least favorite. Okay. That spoiled little kid. Damien? Damien Wayne. <laughs> yeah, Damien Wayne. Yeah. I figured Joe would remember him. Well, I think, though, as a as a character for creating conflict and narrative, Damien is the best, right? He creates so <laughs> much conflict in Bruce's life. And it's not like Jason Todd. Like, if Jason Todd gave, was giving, you know, Bruce Wayne grief in the first couple de- weeks or months, he just wouldn't bring him on, right? Easy. You don't have that option with Damien Wayne. He's already trained. That's true. Right? It's, it, this is if, not about training someone to be dangerous. This is about directing someone who already is dangerous. To Blaze De- Devil's Advocate with uh, um, Jason Todd, uh, Batman just showed up a little bit too late to save him from Joker, so he just ended up dying. So, I mean, that was an option. <laughs> you could say that he did it on accident, but we don't know. Well, but I know, and so, but I'm like, going back to Jason Todd, Todd, like, if he was a troublemaker in the first, like, week or two that Bruce Wayne picks up, he's like, we're done. You go back to whatever you came from. We're done. Whereas Damien is trouble from the get-go, but he can't walk away from him. Mm, it's his kid. I, I gotta I gotta just really quick explain something, because like Jason Todd from the get-go was a troublemaker. He met Jason Todd stealing the right. Batmobile tires off of his car. Nope. He was just not a super well-trained assassin. Exactly, exactly. So if Batman doesn't train Jason Todd, he stays just some street kid causing trouble, right? If Batman yeah. doesn't take in Damian Wayne, he becomes some elite right. assassin. People die. <laughs> People don't die yeah, if you don't take in Damian he, Wayne. He becomes a villain. Right. People still <laughs> might die. <laughs> yes, he becomes a villain. Like, he... yeah, Even if you take him in, that's still a possibility. So we got Swamp Thing coming out. The filmmaker for uh, Logan and Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, James Mangold is in early talks okay. for the Swamp Thing movie. 
the authority, I actually don't know anything about this one. So not, I think it's a, a team, but I, I haven't heard of them. So if, if you guys listening know them, I apologize. Thought I knew more about DC. They may be a newer team. Um, and then there's going to be an untitled Black Superman movie with the lead being a Black Superman. Big. Obviously, that that, that that's kind of self evident in the title, Black Superman. Yeah, he's going to be the lead. He's going to be black. Okay, and then we're going to move on into Marvel. Uh, to, we've talked about Deadpool three. We can always talk more about it, just because, dude. We're going to have Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman reprising their roles together, just yeah. being obnoxious. It's going to be really fun because you're going to have Ryan Reynolds just sassing Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman's Wolverine's probably just going to be irritated. And he'll probably try and kill him a few times just by being irritated with him. I mean, he probably neither will of them kill him die. a few times. It's dead yeah. <laughs> But, like, they both have the healing factor, so I just imagine yeah. that might be a, a gag joke they do. What is it? Uh, when Colossus encounters Deadpool, he, like, breaks his arms and legs. <laughs> and he's just like, you broke my arms and legs. So, like, you'll be fine, Wade. You always are. And just drags him off. I thought, I thought, uh... Oh, that was Colossus. Yeah, yeah. Colossus. I, in the in, in in the new one, he meets Juggernaut, and he didn't break him; but he just ripped him in half. So, just real quick, looking up uh, the Authority, it looks like a a new uh, Justice League, but they're more willing to kill than oh, a darker version. Yeah. Oh, is that okay? They they have another one that's. It's not the authority, but there's another one with like Owlman and a couple others that are are pretty dark yeah. and evil. Okay. Anyways, back to Marvels. Agatha, Darkhold Diaries. Agatha is the villain in the WandaVision TV yeah, show. Please. Right. That's gonna be sometime in fall 2024. Ironheart series. Don't know anything about him actually. Daredevil, Born Again. This one is going to be awesome because they even named it right because he's being reborn, really? it, but like under a different owner because he was under Sony. Captain America, Brave New World, with Falcon reprising his role as Captain America. That's going to be in 2025. Thunderbolts uh, is going to be 2025 as well. Um. And then we're going to have a Fantastic Four movie. They haven't really made one that's made the fans super excited yet. Like they've made okay ones, but they have not made a good one. So everybody just cross your fingers now and keep them crossed until 2025. People have already pointed out they're they're changing this wildly from the comics anyway. Like Sue Storm's going to be the leader. And, like, they're already making, like, the Silver Surfer is going to be a female. Yeah. Like, all kinds of changes. And so the fans are really not happy about this. So I've watched uh, the new Loki. And, uh, you know, they've got this fractured universe. And it gets kind of remade and everything. And I think that's where it comes from. As well as we do see some of the members of the Fantastic Four from other timelines in the series. Yeah, we saw him in the uh, Doctor Strange movie, the newer movie. Yeah. Still crossing our fingers, Blade 2025 will be good. And then we're going to have an Armor Wars TV show. Sweet. That's going to be Tony Stark's worst fears come to freak, life. Freak, freak, freak. Oh, and then uh, Shang-Chi 2, which uh, Shang-Chi was, was a good one. And Spider-Man 4, uh, 
this Spider-Man, he's all right. He's not the best Spider-Man, but you know, he's not the worst either. Best is the uh, the cartoon one from from the nineties. Cartoon. I was gonna say the live action. Tom Holland's my favorite. I know a lot of people say like uh, Garfield was the best Spider-Man and McGuire was the best yeah, Peter yeah. Parker. But is it a lot of people who say that, or did I just say it so many times around you? It sounded like a lot of people. Uh, no, no, I've seen it in memes and different yeah. things okay. too. Because I was, I was gonna say like, uh, well, what's what's interesting is Andrew Garfield was not actually that good of a Spider-Man in the first one. He was kind of a d bag to the cops. Uh, he's like, I did your job for you. You're welcome. Like he was, he had just like this angst to him that was not really Spider-Man-y. But in the second one, he really developed into an amazing Spider-Man, which, you know, hence Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. But uh, Tobey Maguire, yeah, he was a phenomenal Peter Parker. He just always, he just had such a punchable face. <laughs> such a punchable face. And then Avengers Secret Wars 2027. Ooh. Oh, excuse me. Avengers Kang Dynasty 2026. Avengers Secret Wars 2027. <laughs> and I think we're going to end it there. They have more scheduled out, but, you know, at some point... <laughs> It's yeah. just a little ridiculous. Yeah. And that's going to be my universes. All righty. All right. So the Dooneyverse, we have our third trailer that is now dropped for Dune. A lot more war tactics, Paul being humble, but also being bold. Uh, heroes fighting alongside the, the path that he sees before him. Um, this is before he realizes how many people are going to die in his name, right? He's just trying to see through the war and how they win the war, not beyond that uh -huh. to this great big jihad that will eventually happen. And then we also see a lot more of uh, Fade Ratha um, as Paul's counterpoint. Now, the reason for him is he is in the Bene Gesserit, Gesserit breeding program. Uh, to create the super baby. So Paul was supposed to be a female. Right. And he was supposed to be a she and then have a child with Fade Ratha. And that's the child that would be the quasi-Hadarach, right? The quid, that was He's supposed a, to be the quintet Hadarach. Okay. Right. And and so we're seeing a lot more focus on him than we've seen in uh, other uh, portrayals, uh, except for, of course, the book itself. Right. Of uh, Fade Ratha, the the main character. Oh, Fade Ratha. Okay, and, and he looks real scary, real intimidating, real psycho, as as he should. But <laughs> as he should. So you know, if you want to go see the next trailer, I mean, it, it does seem like they, you know, we're like we need to put out another trailer because of our pushback. This was supposed to already hit theaters and be yeah you know, on to streaming by now. That's where we are in Dune. Well, moving on to Alien. So, you know how Marvel does these what-if comics? Yes. Um, yep. So now they're, they're doing one for Alien. Um, oh. and, and this what-if is what-if... What if they listen to Ripley? No, no that's not what keep... this what if uh, is. That's like be. a two-page comic. Like, what if like... they listen to Ripley? <laughs> <laughs> if they like, turn the page, they back up and leave. Mankind <laughs> survives. They're all just like celebrating, job well done, got a or bonus. Or like, what if Jonesy caught the, the chest burster, right? And killed it before it could grow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been cool too. What if they didn't bring it on the ship? Yeah, there's there's some good ones. This is not what the what if they're doing. The what if they're doing 
is what if Carter Burke, the company man who desperately wants to get the Xeno back to Earth. Was that in the, the second one? Um, uh, okay, yeah, yep, I remember yeah. him. Uh, so what if he lived? That's what this what if uh, comic is going to be about. Uh, the actor, Paul Reiser, who played Burke, is part of the team that created yeah. this story. And this comic will hit stores June 3rd. And also, Marvel approved of this idea in less than one day. Like, one guy was like, hey, I kind of work with them sometimes. If you've got any ideas of something you'd want to do, let me know. He's like, oh, well, what if Carter Burke lived? He's like, oh, I love that idea. I'll go ask him. And less than 24 hours, they came back and they say, you are approved. Wow. We are making this. Well, yeah, that, that so, might also be because, like, what if is a pretty, like, hot item for Marvel because they have a bunch of comics for it. So they he, they might not have even heard the rest. They're like, we want to do a what if, you're in, we're sold. So you didn't even hear the rest. They've already done uh, two other ones. They did uh, uh, Will and Gibson's Alien 3. And then they also did uh, Dan O'Bannon's original script well, they done into comic aren't they also doing a what if terminator predator alien kind of situation that's not what if that's a whole series <laughs> oh so that's real so that's, that's not canon. what if that's yeah. gonna be for real yeah yeah, yeah. avp is canon especially with the movies avpt yeah we're hoping for avpt oh the... <laughs> <laughs> so that that that's that's a one-off <laughs> you know that, that that doesn't have a lot of stuff to it but it's really fun anyway any other questions i have so many but i want you to get through your news all right so over in predator land marvel is removing some stories from production for questionable content these are stories that are part of a collection that will have been removed from this collection moving forward so our first story here is hell come a walkin uh this is being removed for racist dialogue this is also set during the american civil war wait if you said it during the american civil war how do you not have racist dialogue exactly <laughs> like like that that was kind of uh the author's uh opinion to this as well yeah but she was also like i don't really get paid for that one ever so whatever uh the next one that gets removed is demon's gold this one's being removed for the use of swastikas here are the predators hunting nazis again isn't that, wait isn't that a what? good thing <laughs> like that's their symbol that that's that is like the easiest way to tell somebody this is a nazi you slap a swastika <laughs> on them <laughs> Technically, so, that's not their symbol. They took it from other religions and places. True, but they have really put a, their stamp on it. They they really changed the meaning of it for sure. Imagine if they decided to do this. Let's go back through every movie and TV show with Nazis and remove the swastika. It's like, how are we going to know they're all Nazis? Like, dude, I don't want to lose Indiana Jones. So in Germany, they've done this. Uh, the swastika is illegal in Germany. And so, well, I mean, that makes this, sense because when that it makes wasn't sense illegal, in Germany, it's when World makes War Two happened. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, usually they block it out, they blur it out, or uh, they replace it with the the Iron Cross. If you guys have seen that, yes, yeah. Oh. So so that's how they usually get around it in Germany, and and this you know might be part of the reason is just being like, well, people this don't will like be it. So much easier to sell in, in Germany. Germany. 
if we take out this piece of the collection. But yes, I, I, I agree with you guys. But the predator's also hunting Nazis. It's not like he's like teaming up with them and like agreeing with there their was a, ideologies. There was a super weird event that happened where there was a writer who'd written this book that was selling really well. Like someone pointed out there was racist dialogue in it. And then like the author got bombarded with tweets and emails and everything requesting that she take it out. And she's like, the the racist dialogue is to show you that the character's racist. I don't get it. Like that's why it's there. So you know they're racist. I'm unhappy with this character's but use of dialogue. even after that response, she kept getting bombarded, and so she changed it. And, like, I imagine that writer's just walking away, like, confused. Be like, if people can't have racist dialogue, how do you know they're racist? Like, mm-hmm. what? What is even going on in this world? Well, speaking of racism, the next one is Race War. This is about a literal gang war in prison where they have to set aside their differences to fight against the predator. But obviously that full one of racism sounds like a Hallmark. <laughs> like yeah, everybody's like, let's stop hating each other and come together there, to fight the predator. There are times when like woke culture just like makes no sense. Be like, it's like, if you want utopia, that book has been written. You can go read it. There is no racism. There is no hate. There is no nothing. It's just a really boring book about a perfect world. Yeah, but, you know, on the flip side, if you've read Area 51, you know the importance of getting rid of books that don't agree with your ideology. Fahrenheit 51. 451. Yeah, yeah. Fahrenheit 451 is what you think. I was like, I haven't read this. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you were going to talk about aliens. Thanks, Joe. I know that was really funny. I was like, wait, Area 51 would not be about burning books. What's about burning books? Be like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, you know the importance of burning books. Yeah, just like, it's just mind-blowing. Be like, you know, I mean... At some point, somebody's just going to walk on stage and be like, I'm the villain. I do bad things. Be like, what? Be like, I can't talk about it. And then walks off stage. You know, you know, be like, wait, how do we know you're a bad guy? Be like, because he said he was. You've got to trust that. Like, yeah. you got to trust that. Because like, well, they, 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 like, they can't do or say yeah. bad things. <laughs> but they well, also have like the whole new wave of like, the villains are now good. Like they're doing the Joker stuff and like all these other yeah. things where it's just like, well, look at it from I their perspective. That makes the Joker good. It makes you understand why he does what he does, but I don't think it makes him good. Right. You got to watch it and find out. It's a mm-hmm. musical. How could it not be good with those bars? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, moving on to some fan fiction. Uh, we have a film coming out later this month from Kennedy Boy Productions. This one's called No Man's Land. This will be about a group of Australian soldiers during World War One, uh, and, and this is a xenomorph uh, story. And the trailer's out now if you want to go check it out. But they'll be using uh, that level of technology to try to fight against the xenomorph that is on the battlefield. Well, interesting. And I'm sure they do really well, and it's a very short film. Well, probably short because it's a fan fiction, but the the trailer was decently long. I, I think it, uh, it'll be decently long. Probably not full length movie, but like between an hour and maybe, an hour and a half. Yeah, maybe forty minutes to an hour. 
my guess, but yeah. that's just a random guess. Well, based off of some limited knowledge of fan fictions and the alien universe. All right. Um, you guys remember me talking about the uh, Alien Search and Find book? No. No. Uh, so uh, a company put out this, uh, it's kind of like a Where's Waldo, but for Xenomorphs. Oh, right. Yes, we talked about this. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're coming out with another uh, kitschy little thing. It's going to be a... A is for Alien, an ABC's book. So this will be nice little cute cartoons teaching the ABC's through the Alien lore. So, so when like you say a- nice, cute little cartoons, like this is the Alien lore, if they bleed or drool on anything, it melts. How <laughs> cute. So, yeah, they gave us the, the first three words here. A is for Alien, B is for Bishop, C is for chestburster. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that kind of cute. Yeah. So I was going to say, A is for alien, acid, and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and that's the news I have for us today. Joth. All right. Moving into the fantasy world. Not a lot to cover. Uh, there were some huge layoffs at Hasbro. This year um, in the D&D division, this actually was kind of going under the wire until uh, the, the, a tweet from the head of Larian Studios, Sven, tweeted out that he was really sad that no one he took a meeting with for Baldur's Gate 3 still worked in the D&D division. And that was the moment when people were like, wait, hang on, what's going on? And uh, they started digging deeper and just saw like the massive layoffs going on. And sure. Uh, there are two thoughts on this. One is they might be preparing to sell it off. And two is that uh, they might just be going into the licensing business instead of creating D&D content. They will just sell out licenses to third-party producers, video games, movies, TV shows, and books. And then they wouldn't have to worry about all the headache of doing that kind of stuff. But they... The D&D paperback, uh, or I should say tabletop, had a disaster of a year. They um, did. And they did it to themselves, you know. And a lot of people pointed out that the D&D movie is really good. And it did terribly because of all the OGL stuff they pulled. It was just people were still angry about it and the, the movie had to take that on. Yeah. But I imagine a lot of people end up watching it on stream. <laughs> So that is D and uh, Witcher. Um, so the Witcher Enhanced Edition and the Witcher Two and Witcher Two Enhanced Editions now support Apple Silicon chips. So if you're playing on a Mac or anything like that, and you've been having trouble trouble playing those earlier games, they have fixed that issue for you. Um, in the Game of Thrones, three animated series are in the works uh, for the series. And one of them is the spinoff from the House of the Dragons. This is the Nine Voyages of the Sea Snake. So those are in production. Now, with, you know, the three Game of Series, Game of Thrones series going into animation, Witcher going into animation, I do want to go over something that's like adjacent related to this. We want to talk about the big push of politics into comics. Because before it ever hits this, the movie screen and television screen, it starts in the comics. And the comics sales start to tank. 
across the board because of it. Now, we can even look at the history of the comics, right? Like when we talked about the history of Batman, we talked about like whenever they started to push really hard in social issues, sales would go down and then they would go back to Batman's roots. He was about justice and vengeance, right? And <laughs> then the sales would go back up. And that was the cycle Batman had been on, you know, at least three times in the, since his creation. And so we saw this big push uh, by comic books to, to push these social agendas. And we saw the sales drop. And that has created a huge rise in manga sales in the U.S. Manga really? is now like 80% of most comic book stores. Because oh, it wow. just sells so much better. Because one, there hasn't been this uh, cultural movement to put politics into stories. And Yay. two... In Japan, for one reason or another, they're willing to take bigger risks with their stories, partly because there's not a cultural pushback, right? You put the wrong thing in your book, suddenly they'll Twitter will try and cancel you because they didn't like what you wrote. In, in Japan- Make front page news in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Japan, if you put something that people don't like in your book, it doesn't sell well and you try again next time, right? <laughs> Which has led to a boom in creativity there, whereas it's dying out in the US because you know there are some people who- all, all pushing the same social agenda. You can actually probably split that in two, the right and the left social agendas, both pushing it really hard. And a ton of people in the middle afraid to do anything because they'll get canceled by one side or the other. Uh, and so it's really just locked down creativity in the US, particularly in that sphere and in some of the others. So you have this rise of the rise of manga. Now, manga has to be translated into English and there was a huge uh, boom in piracy of these mangas happening. And they were using like Google Translate and whatnot to convert that into English and then putting up pirated copies. So the translations weren't great and they were being pirated. And so instead of hiring translators to constantly translate these mangas over, we uh, saw uh, them trying to start using AI. Right, they're like because if we get if we can get them translated in English faster uh, and better, one you're probably losing some of your fans because they get a bad translation. Right, dialogue is corny, cheap, maybe even inaccurate, and it's just not working. Um, and two, right, if you, there's a lot of people willing to pay for the product if they can get it. Right, if they can't get it, they'll get a pirated version. Thanks. Right, I mean that is like almost the number one reason HBO started streaming is because so many people across the globe wanted Game of Thrones and literally couldn't watch it, right? There was no way for them to watch it because uh, the television stations in various countries across the world had not made agreements with HBO and they weren't willing to meet them on their terms or anything. So it, Game of Thrones was being pirated like crazy, mostly because people couldn't buy it even if they wanted to, right? And so no they way. put up the streaming and so that's what we're seeing with manga is they're like, you know, if we can just beat the pirates to market, people will be happy to pay for our product because they want it. Um, so that upset the translators, right? They're like, hey, we're going to be losing job. It's not going to be as good as different things like that. And this is where the interesting news issue comes up that I want to bring is that someone pointed out that some of these translators are not doing translations. They are changing them to fit these, these identity politics being driven in the US they're inserting it into the mangas 
And that is then, of course, just turning them into the same thing that Western comics is killing themselves with, right? Politics in the stories. And uh, so there's a lot of upset about that, whether it's AI or these translators inserting politics, because these are not the original author's politics. These are the politics of the translators. This reminds me of an animated uh, series called Ghost Stories. Have you guys seen or heard of this? Maybe. So when they originally made it, it just bombed and didn't do very well at all. And then when they, you know, thought, well, you know, maybe we can translate it into English and we'll see what happens then. And when they gave it to the guys to translate into English, they pretty much just did whatever they wanted. This is a different story than the original one. But it's popular because it's so outlandish and ridiculous what they've done with the dialogue throughout this story. That's amazing. But that is a a classic uh, one for me of like, these guys were just like, yeah, it's already tanked. It doesn't really matter what we're going to do. And they, I mean, well, that, that's a different version that. where it's, <laughs> these are like hugely popular mangas in Japan. They want to bring them into English. And then the translators are like, awesome. Let me put my politics in your story. Whereas ghost stories, they put more anti-politics in there. But yeah, so I did want to bring that up because I think a lot of the rise of the animated series is the rise of popularity of anime. And I think the rise of popularity of anime is the fact that these are stories pulled from other countries without politics put in their narratives. They're just narratives for narrative's sake. And because of, without this heavy political emphasis in their storytelling and this fear of public backlash because of what you put in your stories, they can be more creative. And so I think people seeing, see people seeing the rise of anime think it's about animation as opposed to a freedom of creativity because you're not afraid of being canceled. And so we're seeing more things go into animation because there's someone, someone higher up is saying, hey, animated stuff is doing really well. Let's do some instead of looking at why. It's because we have freedom of creativity. We have unique and different stories because they're not afraid. Uh, You know, whereas here in the U.S., you put the wrong thing in your book. Like that writer, you get bombarded with hate mail. uh, Take this out of the book because I don't uh, like it. Be like, Hell, you know someone's racist. <laughs> be like, How dare you put a swastika on a Nazi? It offends me. Be like, How are you going to know they're a Nazi if we don't put swastikas on them? What? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the swastika that the Nazi wears that is the offensive part of the Nazi. Just see. That's exactly. It's not the swastika that the Nazi wears that's the offensive part of them. Yeah, like... There is this young generation who has, I guess, inherited these moral values and doesn't even think about any kind of meaning or bigger context beyond them. They're just against it. Well, so one thing without getting you know too deep in the weeds is there is oftentimes a difference between uh, saying you care and actually caring. So, like, actually caring doesn't always look like caring versus saying you care. And so, like... Yeah, virtue signaling. Yeah, it's a big that thing. That one. Well, and, you know, ignoring that something is doesn't make it disappear, yeah. right? Like, like the uh, race war that is being pulled from the Predator collection, right? They're, they're illuminating what 
gang race war in looks prison. like in putting it and in prison and putting it into a predator story yeah. right this is an illumination of an ugly piece of this yes world. exactly and taking removing that comic book from the shelves doesn't change the fact that race changes doesn't change nothing. the fact that race wars happen in prisons you know doesn't change uh-huh. that. i would argue that it does change but in a negative way because now people aren't seeing the benefits of working together for a greater good right that one has like a kind of a positive slip on it being like you you can put down your your hate for a minute so the spreader doesn't Everyone. murder all of yes. you. Yeah. And then like if yeah. they really wanted to, they could extend the movie a little. It was like, and then you could go back to your regular televised race war. Well, and it's it's like the whole idea, like I know people put out the idea, they're like, we need to encounter an alien race just to end racism because once we start hating them, you just gonna see everyone as human. Be like, no, no, you got, you got two eyes, one nose, one mouth. You are human. We're all the same. They gotta go. <laughs> Those Damn. thingies, no more. Squid faces <laughs> can't stay here. Is that why, like, the terminology <laughs> for people who are here illegally is alien? So, like, we just like, ah, oh, it's an alien, hate them. All right, I got one more piece of news here, Lord of the Rings. So, some theaters are re-hosting the Lord of the Rings trilogy. If you want to see that in the big screen, you can maybe check out some of your local theaters, see if that's hosting anywhere near you in the Whoa. next month Extended? or two. Uh, none of it listed extended. <laughs> they just said that. So you, you you could, maybe someone is. You could check around for that. Um, the Tolkien Estate has won a lawsuit against the writer of the Fellowship of the King. This was kind of a spinoff fan fiction uh, that was developed into a full novel called The Fellowship of the King. He was claiming that uh, some of the Rings of Power were infringing on his cop- his copyright there. They want that uh, lawsuit against him. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that didn't go through. And then uh, Middle Earth Madness. This is a book about the making of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like behind the scenes interviews and whatnot. And so that has just come out. The trilogy, the sh- movies or the trilogy, the book? The Peter, Peter Jackson trilogy. Yeah. Okay, the movies. So, and I imagine all of this is kind of coming out as they get ready for Rings of Power Season 2. Do you think they'll explain why Boromir didn't want to bring his shield? Uh, no, I don't think that was uh, that, that what's up. Uh... Oh, and they are releasing the some new Lord of the Ring movies, right? Like, it's not till December, but we do have the War of Rohan coming out this year. Uh, awesome. Exciting. So it was, uh, yes, in the in past episode we mentioned it was going to be April 2024. It has been pushed back to December. Probably from the strikes. Yeah, probably, but no way to know for sure. Yeah. And oh, and finally, Brandon Sanderson. So last year he put out five books, the four special projects from his Kickstarter and uh, Defiant, the last of the Skyward novels. This year he is like, I gotta, I'm working too much. I gotta stay, take a step back. He's only put, gonna put out one book. It'll be the fifth book in the Stormlight, Stormlight Archives. Um, he is, is ending the subscription boxes. Uh, it was just taking up too much of his time and effort. And then uh, the uh, Stormlight Tabletop RPG, it will also be coming out this year. And oh. uh, it, when it is ready, it will be crowdfunded on Backerkit, not not uh, Kickstarter. Have you guys read the Stormlight Archives? Yes. Nope. Oh, Eli, you don't get to be the DM for this one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> And so it is a tabletop yep, role-playing tabletop game. Yep, tabletop RPG. So they it? tried oh, this oh. With, with some of his other 
they've tried so he's made a couple over the years with his various worlds and stuff um none of them have literally landed well uh but we'll see how this one this goes. out of his books i think would be the best one to do well yeah and i think this one because there's the powers are so diverse whereas with mistborn like there's really only like two powers that are combat related. Yeah, Elantra is not so good. Mistborn not so great. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, they've tried this before, but you know, one they've probably they've they've learned from balancing issues and whatnot, and two, this one is probably the best because so many of the abilities are combat capable, but also very different. So. Oh, also, yeah. Joe, I just want to point out that you don't sound like a real Brandon Sanderson fan unless you call him Brando Sando. Uh, uh, I don't think anyone calls him Brando Santa. No, that's that's what he prefers. That's what his friends call him. All right, and that is it for news. So, there was a lot, uh, and we took some big tangents here, but we hope that filled you in on the worlds you care about, and uh, if there's anything you want to check out, you can. You know, we could start adding news that's, like, happening to us as part of the news, because, I mean, that that is news. Like, the, the tangents <laughs> we had, like, that's See? that was news. It was important it? to us. So... Aaron dropped, dropped dropped a rock on his head, and then Eli lit his car on fire just to see what would happen. It's been a crazy year. <laughs> Joe didn't do anything. He just stayed in his little robot chamber and recharged. Thanks, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have mentioned in the past that if you go to the Patreon page, we have collections of all the different worlds and pieces of lore we have covered. For example, if you want everything we have ever done about Baldur's Gate, from the invention of D&D to Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance. All of that, you can find individual collections for all of those, or just one big collection containing all of Baldur's Gate or all of D&D. So everything we have covered, everything we've covered, Eberron, Marvel, DC, Alien Zooniverse, Cyberpunk, Dune, and more. We have collections for each of those worlds. And I do want to mention that on the Patreon, the only thing behind the subscription is the treasure room content anything that has been released in the podcast for free is still free there it is just a better organization of the information that the podcast app doesn't let us do they are just a big list and you just got to type in your search words on the patreon there are tags for everything you got fantasy D creature features Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that. Just an individual tag for those episodes. And as I said, we do have collections just to make this as easy as possible to find what you're looking for. We have learned in the past that a lot of people who listen to the floor, they're interested in one or two of the worlds. And they may check out one or two of the episodes when we switch worlds. But they're really just mostly interested in that. So we just want to like consolidate everything you're looking for to make it just as easy as possible to access. So... Check that out just to make your life easier. And uh, we are working at making sure you can download any of the free episodes there. So even if you're going to lose Wi-Fi or connection, you can get the episodes you want before that happens. Or just not burn your data while you're traveling to and from work or whatever else is you do while you listen. And uh, thank you. I hope you continue to enjoy the show.